For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out Five Reasons YouTube channel. Subscribe for free. You'll get all of our content, including before floor, an hour before every Heat game. I'm on there with Greg every single game. Also post up 5R as soon as the Heat game ends. And check out FiveReasonsSports.com for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others on all the South Florida teams, including the Heat. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks so much to Quarterdeck for hosting us in Davie tonight. Had a great time with some Five Reasons contributors and others from the community who listen to the podcast. So we, of course, appreciate that. Quarterdeck with many locations in South Florida, in Broward County, from Davie all the way to Dania. And, of course, they've got great sushi, great wings, great buffalo shrimp, great drinks, the whole deal. Check out Quarterdeck. And if you're in Miami, check out our other sponsor, City Cigar Lounge. That's going to be one of our new spots down there in Dade. They have a little, they have a great little food menu there, but the big deal there is they've got more than 50 different types of premium cigars, more than 350 different types of liquor, and it's a quiet, cool, comfortable environment right down the street from FTX Arena. So check out Quarterdeck if you're in Broward, and check out City Cigar Lounge if you're in Dade. And now, tonight's episode. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan uh, with me, we have a different cast of characters. So the group you saw on the floor for the Miami Heat tonight was not necessarily all the guys you recognize. And maybe tonight's episode will not feature all guys that you recognize, but you'll recognize them from other places. Uh, One uh, you will recognize because he's on here relatively most of the time, and that's Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. His takeaways for the uh, Miami Heat Boston Celtics game are already up on fivereasonsports.com. Um, I don't know if I mentioned I'm your host, Greg Sylvander, but duh. Uh, and then with us for his maiden voyage on Five on the Floor, um, I believe it's your maiden voyage, Tony Schwartz, uh, the host of In the Lane, which is on Five Reasons Sports Network, uh, self proclaimed conversation coordinator, uh, also a host of our uh, very highly successful Pace and Spaces, which is our halftime show, Miami Heat halftime show. You can find on Twitter at halftime. Tony Schwartz MBA is where you can find him on Twitter. Welcome for joining us uh, or th- welcome to the pod. And thank you for joining us for this Celtics heat breakdown. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Although it does feel like a setup. 
right? It's it's anticlimactic to come on after a game like tonight. So uh, we're going to get into this game. We're going to keep it really um, micro just about tonight. We're not going to look ahead. Uh, and um, I just kind of want to get into a few things that we saw, what we thought about it, um, and, and go from there. But But some of the ground rules. One, we ain't going to take a hell of a lot from this game because um, no Lowry, no Jimmy, no PJ. I mean, what are we really talking about here? I mean, like, are we going to do the thing where we say, well, Bam Adebayo should have scored 50 tonight. This is a night where he goes for 50. Like if, if that's the show that you tuned in for tonight, go ahead and hit, go ahead and hit skip and go on to the next podcast. Cause we are not doing that. I think there are some other things we can talk about that are relevant, um, but this group just was undermanned and the, and the primary engines of what makes all this work were just out. So for me, I'm not taking a ton from this game. Uh, I think Max Struess deserves a major shout out. We'll get into him in a bit. Uh, there were a few other things that I think are, are worth monitoring, and I'm sure Brady and Tony will have their perspectives there. Um, but all in all, the Heat turned it over too much. 18, that's indicative of a loss. Uh, now they have to go to Toronto, so this is going to be a quick turnaround for them. We don't know the status of Jimmy or PJ, so I would expect to be the same cast up there in Toronto. Uh, Tony, since you are, are are joining us for the first time, I guess I'll start with you here. Um, what were your main takeaways? And I, that's kind of a cliche question that you would hear on the Four Letter Network. It's more about... Um, if there was any particular player that jumped out at you negative or positive or just anything that you took away from this game that maybe you're looking ahead to Toronto and just keeping tabs on. I, I another game where I just feel like we missed the initiation that Lowry gives us um, another game where I feel the loss of Markeith Morris, when you don't have PJ Tucker or Deadman having another guy with size and the ability to affect the game on the boards, the way the heat want to play their style of offense and defense, get rebounds, limit turnovers. Um, it's painful when you play a team like Boston or the Raptors, for instance, with a bunch of length, uh, it gets really hard to find the opportunities to play a style of winning basketball. Uh, you, we talked about this at halftime, but you need to be able to hit shots and create extra possessions. And that's tough when the biggest guy on the floor is bam. And it's a whole step below everybody else. Yeah, no, that, that, it's re really true. And, um, and bam did have his moments where he looked a little um, weird. I mean, let's not sugarcoat that. Uh, but there was a lot more, uh, uh, you know, just the way that they opened the game offensively was not fun. Uh, Brady, you touched on that in um, in your takeaways that you can five on five reasons dot com. One of the things that I thought was pretty evident early on is that Duncan was not going to get going. And I thought for some reason that this would be a game where that would happen. And it just didn't uh, didn't manifest the way that maybe we expected. Brady, what did they do to Duncan specifically that made it so hard for him? I know that Max found his rhythm later on, but it really seemed like Dykin, Dykin listen to me, Duncan got stifled two games in a row now. Um, and I don't know, like this is the moment in the year, 10 days from the trade deadline when Duncan can't be having stinkers. So I'm just interested as somebody you, you have been one of the more level headed folks in terms of seeing it through with Duncan, uh, just kind of what your perspective was on his performance tonight. Yeah. I think he got good looks. They just weren't going in like the heats 
uh, overall shooting appeared bad, but I think the, the late Max Struess surge kind of leveled off the percentage-wise. You look at a box score, uh, but they didn't shoot the greatest from deep, obviously. Duncan was one of the reasoning. It just wasn't going in. Uh, part of that is we talked about pregame, what was the starting lineup going to be? Uh, and I kept saying, I feel like Tyler should start over Schroes just for creation reasons. Like that starting lineup did not have enough creation, in my opinion. Uh, and two quick fouls from Duncan led to them having to make that switch anyway, but it was not looking good. 14 per point first quarter kind of tells you that anyway. It just that is just not the way to go about it. And when you're talking about Duncan Robinson, the best way to go about him, we talk about finding Bam back into the starting lineup and different elements. He needs creation around him. Like that's the one part of Duncan's game that kind of needs uh, him to get going tonight. I think he got good looks. Like it's not just because he didn't have guys around him, uh, but I think that was the reason. I think overall from the game, playmaking is kind of what stands out to me most. Uh, Tony kind of hit on the, the Kyle Lowry element, but it just looks like when they have to play this perimeter game, uh, and I'm not just talking about shooting from the perimeter, I'm talking about playmaking from the perimeter. When we've looked at when they've missed guys and PJ steps into the mid post and they run everything through them. Uh, we saw a game against the Suns where they said, oh, American run it. Uh, but other than Bam, they did not have anybody. And Bam obviously got in some foul trouble as well. Uh, it just looks kind of ugly. And I think the reasoning is we could talk about Gabe Vincent being the point guard in this one. He's definitely not a true point guard. But the one thing he can do is he can get you into your offensive triggers. Uh, but the issue tonight is they didn't have any offensive triggers. Like it was Gabe Vincent saying, you have to play make from the perimeter. You kind of have to run everything. And you just got to hope from there that you hit shots. And there was too many stretches, I think, that they missed shots. Uh, but I think that was kind of the big thing that stuck out, stuck out to me is just they didn't have enough. Like we constantly say they have enough, but tonight it just looked offensively. Uh, we can get into the matchup overall, but it just felt like looking on the floor with the way that they do things, the way that they run things offensively, they just did not have the personnel for it. Yeah. I mean, when Chris Selva is logging 18 minutes and getting nine rebounds and you're kind of <laughs> You're depending on him, which I thought was an interesting plug by Spolstra that I didn't expect um, that that just uh, and Kyle guy, 18 minutes. I mean, he has looked not great. Like, let's just say that out loud. Uh, obviously, those two guys, when they're when they're playing as your seventh and eighth man, essentially, you are down to to the bare bones. I thought Caleb Martin looked good. Um, I mean, his box plus minus wouldn't tell you that he did, but it was good to see him start to get his rhythm back a little bit. Um, Tony, I guess I'll go to, to, to you here. Um, more about the Celtics. Um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both of them kind of got it going. Uh, Jay Rich, shout out to him because he played pretty well off the bench. Um, I thought that Al Horford was better than advertised. Marcus Smart was pesky. What is it about these Toronto and Boston teams? Cleveland, I think, maybe presents challenges in a different way. But what is it about those two in particular that you're seeing now? Because uh, we're getting to see them up close recently. And then, obviously, tomorrow we'll see Toronto again. That you think is, um, is, it, is it hampering Miami from a roster construction perspective? Or is this just because of the in and out guys and things like that, that you're just, you don't have your full cast of characters. So why are we even measuring it? Yeah, I'd be careful how much weight you give this. Okay. Because again, we're looking at a personnel that really isn't built to attack this long switching front, right? Like we talked about in pregame with the Raptors, the way you do this is by timely slip shooter screening for shooters, uh, you can create advantages against a switch, but when you need a team like this has to win the game, shooting the ball. 
And when you have to play zone, like we routinely have to play zone when Jimmy and PJ are out and we're missing Markeith, by the way, which really sucked tonight on the boards, you can't rebound the ball. And when we can't create opportunities in transition because they are long and that, that dribble that Tyler hand uh, hero has developed and uh, Gabe's speed when we can't really maximize that because dudes are just too long and we can't get around them. They have good lateral quickness, like Boston, Cleveland, uh, the Celtics, then you have to shoot the ball. And if you're going to shoot the ball and win, you have to create as many extra possessions as humanly possible. And we can't do that when Bam is the only effective rebounder on the floor. Now that, that's a really good point. And I mean, uh, Boston got um, less field goal attempts up, but they were more efficient, obviously 52%, 38% from three. That's a recipe for disaster for Miami. When they're shooting, when you got a team shooting above league average, that's not good. They out, were out rebounded by, uh, by six. So, um, you know, all of that is in line kind of with where you're going here. Um, I'll switch gears and go to, to Brady to try to solve a problem. And then we're going to go to break and, and kind of look ahead a little bit to Toronto. Um, Tyler hero last two games, 10 made field goals. If I'm doing this math correctly, that's he's 10 of 40 in the last two games. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought he was five of, uh, of 22 and five of 18 does that equal 10 of 40 i don't know um that's not good uh this is something that that gnaws at me as a heat fan um when i see games where where bam and tyler play and they are the primary guys out there that just sometimes it looks like if they had to go up against like those those cyborg teams like a Kawhi leonard like team that sometimes the limitations get in the way. And, uh, and with hero, it, you know, sometimes he just gets hot and it doesn't matter, but it's hard to really rely on that. And I know that bam is kind of, um, I, I think that there's some physical stuff going on along there as well, but Brady let, let's hone in on hero a little bit here, because I think that like, while Jimmy is out, they're going to need Tyler to do as much as ever. What's going on with him lately, the way that he's shooting. Have you seen anything different is just missing shots. Um, kind of, uh, I would like to pick your brain on Tyler hero specifically. Yeah. I think part of it is just missing shots. Uh, but you mentioned a word when you were talking there and it's limitations, I think there are limitations there when you talk about these specific matchups. I think uh, Toronto especially, uh, and it's not just because he shot poorly in that one. It's just in general that Cleveland, Toronto, Boston are three of those teams that he's kind of struggled with because they have that ability to put these lengthier guys on him and they can just bother him. It's just not as simple as finding his spots and getting there. It's basically the defense is going to force you into these different spots and you kind of have to take advantage you saw it there for, well, I don't know if it was the, the beginning of the second quarter, I think it was, where he went on that stretch, where he kind of got them going. They went on that 8-0 uh, run, 10-0 run when Chris Silva and Bam Adebayo were the front court. Like, there were moments there, uh, but it just consistently wasn't there. I think just shots weren't falling. Uh, and I think you look in general, and it's just limitations at this point because you look at Max Struess with 27, you look at Caleb Martin who had moments uh, – there are games that they are the complementary pieces. Uh, you're kind of asking these guys to step up and be the main pieces, but we, we can look at it that three starters are down. These are just complementary pieces looking for that main guy to step up. I think we were kind of looking at Bam and Tyler to be that, but looking tonight, uh, he just wasn't. And you can't really win a game like that when Max Strews had 19 shot attempts, Tyler Hero had 18 shot attempts. 
Uh, they just didn't really have that main punch when you have a Max Strews going off as a complimentary piece. Uh, and just like in general, as I said before, I just feel like those three teams, maybe possibly one of those will be a first round matchup. Uh, it might end up being dependent more on the Jimmy Butlers and the Kyle Lowry's as you'd expect. And Tyler Hero is going to have to be that complimentary piece. So I think it's just revolving. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Door that I think Hero can be that main guy at times, but when you're relying on it at this stage, it's just a lot tougher when you, especially when you don't have three suckers. Yeah. And also in this particular game, he doesn't get to just focus on scoring because, uh, you know, there's not that many other talented guys around him. So he's having to really deviate his attention in certain ways. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that and, and unpack a few more details from this game and then look ahead to tomorrow night against Toronto. But before we do, I want to tell you about a, a couple of the great sponsors of Five Reason Sports Network. And the first uh, sponsors, all of my appearances here on Five on the Floor. Um, and they are water cleanup of Florida. So when a disaster strikes in your home or business, whether it's water or mold related property damage, you need specialized, fast and reliable service. Water cleanup of Florida, they understand the impact and stress of this unexpected disaster and the way that it may cause havoc in your life. Uh, their, their objective is to make the cleanup process painless and hassle-free. Uh, they're located in Delray Beach, but they can help you almost anywhere there in South Florida. Uh, their clients are homeowners and businesses all around South Florida. So they, they deal with a lot of local folks. They are um, top-notch in terms of service and all of the uh, related activities with water damage, uh, fire damage, any rebuild. They can do property damage assessments, cleaning and sanitizing, drying and dehumidification, rebuild, remodel, uh, reach out to uh, Michael and his team at 561-408-7835. That's 561-408-7835. Mention five reasons. They will take great care of you. They have 24-hour emergency service. That's Water Cleanup of Florida. You can find them at watercleanupflorida.com. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. Another of our great sponsors is Prize Pick. So this is my favorite uh, daily fantasy app on the interwebs uh, th and it's really easy. Truthfully, you pick one, pick your favorite stars, select between two and five of your uh, favorite players, regardless of sport, you can mix and match. Then you choose their over and under. You look at their different stats that prize picks offers. You picks their, you pick the overs, you pick the unders, and then you essentially just watch the games and you can see if your guys, uh, you know, go over or under their stat projections. If you pick correctly, the more you pick correct and stack them together, you win. Um, so they're getting absolutely rave reviews everywhere. You can download the app wherever you normally find apps. They have the really, really popular power play, which you can win up to 10 times your money. And right now, if you use the promo code five, that's F-I-V-E, you'll double your initial deposit up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com, download the app prizepicks, uh, use the code five, F-I-V-E to double your initial deposit. All right, fellas. So we're not going to wax poetic on this 
Celtics Heat game too much longer, uh, but did want to give you guys parting shots on that game. Um, we talked about Hero. We talked about Max Struess, a little bit of Caleb. Uh, Tony, I'll go back to you here. Anything, you know, parting shots in the Celtics Heat game before we look ahead to Toronto? I mean, the most positive twist is that with a different type of personnel, I think that this game ends up completely in a, in a, in a completely different realm. If Lowry's able to use his downhill ability to create leverage to generate some more rim pressure, all of a sudden those Duncan Robinson shots might look cleaner or coming from a corner. Um, if PJ is there to affect the boards and out rebound some of these guys, maybe Robert Williams isn't making Kyle Guy look like the most non factor in the league right now. So these are are things I just temper expectations. Like this is a, a crappy loss because it's the Celtics and it was a lot of points, but we were outgunned. This is just how this happens. When you can't rebound the ball, that's what happens. You can't play in transition. That's what happens. You need to generate possession somewhere. We didn't have the ability to do it tonight. Uh, but guys will come back. We have Bam back. We have defensive versatility. We have ways to attack teams, and we're just missing a lot of pieces right now. And man, Depot would have helped tonight. Uh, man, Brady. he would have helped. He really right. would. Brady, any parting shots on Boston, or are you finished with this game? No, I'd like to say one quick thing in terms of Caleb, because uh, I feel like that needs to be mentioned a little bit more. But I do want to say Spolster after this game said, we played about seven good minutes of basketball, and the rest of it, I just like to put it in a dumpster truck. The rest of it was just unwatchable. Uh, a part of that seven minutes was Caleb Martin. Uh, and I just want to say that I think there's some things there that could be unpacked a little bit more offensively. Uh, he's a guy that's kind of plugged in so many different roles. He's plugged the PJ role. He's plugged the Jimmy Butler role. And he's gone around so many different ways. Uh, but for one, there's no better outlet pass on this Heat team than to get the ball to Caleb Martin. When you get that guy in space, not only is he athletic, but he makes the right decision most of the time. Uh, and he just makes not only highlight plays, but he can just really do things in space that I think needs to be unlocked a little bit more in games like this. We saw it for that stretch. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with defensive rebounding and kind of finding mismatches in that way in transition. Uh, but even the one play where he drove and had the big dunk over Robert Williams, I just feel like there's times where I'm not totally sold if his handle is all the way there. Uh, but instead of totally always being the corner guy like the PJ or the dunker spot guy like Jimmy, I'm wondering if there's some things opening up there as a potential driver. Cause I feel like that is something that needs to be monitored. Cause we see it time and time again, these little bursts uh, it's just about consistency. So I'm interested there. Uh, and while I talk about driving and just the last tie up this game, the, the game plan, uh, Cooper Moorhead mentioned something about them not helping off the, the weak side corner uh, in this game, Boston, not really not helping off. And that's Miami's game plan. If you look at last game, Something I kept talking about was the Jimmy driving kicks were open. You just weren't kind of getting to it. They're just wide open. That's when they're at their best. The issue wasn't that threes weren't falling because they didn't have that kick option. The, the issue is that they didn't have the driver. Uh, you don't have the Jimmy. You don't have the Kyle. You don't obviously have the Victor Oladipo. That's the element that I'm kind of looking at. We can tie over the Tyler Hero thing. He was not that type of driver tonight that even though we've seen it at times being a complimentary piece that he can be that secondary driver. But when you look around this roster tonight, they didn't have that primary driver. That's what blends into poor shooting. That's what blends into worse looks. Uh, so I think that's kind of the big thing to look at in this game when you kind of just show that things will look differently when they have a healthy roster. I'm glad you brought that up because Tyler, um, to be 
to be the primary guy to put rim pressure on the Boston Celtics, that's not going to work out. And I know that maybe Bam probably has looked at to do that, but functionally the way that Jimmy does it and the way that Kyle does it, it's just not the way that Bam would do it anyway. So it's kind of a weird connection to make. I know heat fans want to see Bam more aggressive, but this really was just about not having enough horses. Um, so uh, you mentioned Caleb, and you mentioned how good he looked in stretches tonight. And we've seen that all the bounce that I don't think any of us thought that that bounce was there before he got here. And it's been really fun to watch. Um, and I'm glad you brought him up because it actually segues into tomorrow night's game really well, because if Jimmy and PJ aren't back, Caleb got his hands full against a team that probably has more length, more uh, athleticism, um, a better defensive IQ. I would have to say that. Um, and I'm going to just go out on the limb and say they're better coached as well. They are coming off of a back-to-back -back, uh, just to update uh, our listeners for scores around the league. The Raptors beat Atlanta 106-100 um, tonight. So they will be playing on the second night of a back-to-back -back just like Miami. I don't know that they are as shorthanded as Miami. We've got no indication that Jimmy or PJ will play. I would not expect them to play. I'd imagine they'd leave those guys um, out an additional game, but they traveled. So who knows? I could be totally wrong. Um, so let's stick here with Caleb, Tony, as we look ahead to this Raptors matchup. We just saw this team. So Heat fans are going to get bored if we dig too deep on a Raptors Heat matchup. But um, considering that there'll be let's just operate as if no Jimmy, no PJ. Um, what are you looking for as we look ahead to tomorrow night against Toronto? When we played them initially, I thought one of the biggest flashes was Jimmy being able to use his strength against their bigger guys. Jimmy could still barrel in and use those big, broad shoulders to create opportunities at the rim. Um, I think that there's a chance that we can play them big uh, and create opportunities on the inside, uh, but we're looking at the same kind of struggles. Caleb, speaking of, by the way, one more thing to add to Brady's like excellent, excellent recap there of his game is Caleb, he's so timely with his cuts, and he's really good with his slips too, and he creates advantages doing that. And while Nick Nurse is absolutely a better coach, um, I, what I do think is that the Celtics look prepared to play a zone tonight. We That's flash true. zone at them on the first possession. They got that ball right to the nail to Marcus Smart. And I, I don't know if the Raptors will be as prepared to play our like chaos zone where we're just kind of throwing bodies at you all night. Um, we had opportunities to win that game the other night when Jimmy went superhero. Uh, but I think we can create advantages against the Toronto Raptors. We might not need that kind of superhero play in order to get a victory, uh, but it's still an uphill battle, man. And this is a big battle against the Raptors tomorrow. Yeah, I expect them to lean in. So let's say PJ and Jimmy don't play. I expect them to lean into the three-point shooting the way that they did for that extended stretch where they didn't have Kyle and Jimmy, et cetera, and they just had to make things do. Um, so I expect more of that, and they'll be more comfortable doing it tomorrow night probably. Uh, one thing that I'm a little worried about is – Fred Van Vliet didn't shoot so great in that Miami game. I'm looking this up really quickly. He was seven of 22. It didn't feel like that when he was draining them late ones, but, um, but now he gets a matchup with Gabe again, which I think is a great matchup and Gabe Vincent, man, that dude is a gamer. Like he is not afraid of anybody. I'll say this, no matter whether they lose or whatever, um, I'm impressed by Gabe 
by game night no night overnight uh Brady looking ahead to tomorrow night uh, that's one of the matchups I'm looking forward to most um, maybe I'm being a little too one for one because of the way the switches go everybody's guarding everybody but um what what are you looking for specifically and what's your thoughts on the way Gabe is going to handle Van Vliet now that uh he may not shoot five of or seven of 22 tomorrow night I do want to say first that just in my opinion just pure guessing I feel like at least one of the two do play uh, it just feels like it was one of those things where it is four games and five nights that even though they lost this game, I think it was totally the right move not to play either one of them. PJ Tucker has been through more than enough this season that he's there every single night uh, playing a ton of minutes. Jimmy just had the ankle and he ended up going three extra overtimes. Like that was totally the right move, but I feel like that was just a cautionary thing to give him the night off that I wouldn't be surprised if probably both of them played uh, tomorrow, but that's just pure guessing. If they don't play, uh, I think the biggest thing for me is, don't do some of the stuff we just talked about in this pod. Like the perimeter play thing is the thing that stands out to me most. The reason they were in that game and they fought, they fought back uh, in that Raptors game was because of the driving kicks was because they were getting rim pressure uh, and they were kind of not being so ball dominant and on ball, because that is not a way you beat this Raptors team. They will swarm you all over the place. We saw late in that game when Jimmy would kind of hold the ball, like way in front of the, the three point line, Fred Van Vliet would come swarm up from the weak side corner to come like double him across the court and force him to give that ball up. Uh, you have to move that ball against this Raptors team because they will be right in your face on pick and rolls, switches and everything along those lines that if you don't have Jimmy and you don't have PJ as that corner release guy, it's just tough to see the way you can beat the things that Toronto can throw at you in a close game late in the fourth. Like it's just, it is what it is. Like Gabe Vincent can do certain things. As we said before, the word compliment, he can compliment the things these others do. But when he's the guy that you're asking to kind of beat these switches and beat these lengthy defenders are throwing at you, gets the rib and make plays uh, Tyler as well included. It's just tough to see an outlet. I think there is uh, a pure thing that just, if they shoot the ball at an incredible level and they just get the ball, up, they can do it. Uh, I think that was the plan tonight. I think that was the plan with that starting lineup. When I said there was no creation, the thing about that starting lineup, it's either going to look absolutely amazing or it's going to look terrible. There's just no in between. You're either going to shoot the ball at an elite level with Max Schroes and Duncan on the floor, uh, or there's not going to be enough creation. It's going to get shut down. You're going to score 14 points in the first quarter. So the only way, if you don't have Jimmy, you don't have PJ, you just got to shoot the ball a ton and just kind of pray that that goes in. I love your optimism. So let's, um, let's hope that PJ and Jimmy both play because then it's a completely different game. Uh, I'm looking at Duncan Robinson tomorrow night. I'm going to close here because um, we we've had a lot of good basketball conversation on this podcast. Thank you to Tony and Brady for bringing that element to the, to the show tonight. Cause usually when it's Ethan and I, it's narrative, 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 but I'm bringing narrative to end this podcast y'all. And that's this um, Duncan Robinson against Toronto in 19 minutes scored nothing. Um, Duncan Robinson tonight against Boston. I don't know. He probably finished with 25, 26 minutes, but um, he didn't look good. And if he, uh, doesn't look good tomorrow night and they've lost three straight and he's quiet in all three and max plays well again. It's timing is everything, man. And February 10th is the deadline. And I just think that that is going to be interesting to see how he approaches the games that come forward, the subsequent matchups leading up to February 10th, because 
it's going to get louder and louder if he doesn't play well. And uh, so that's what I'm going to be watching tomorrow night. Um, but uh, again, Miami uh, loses a tough one, 122 to 92. So that's never fun. Uh, they are still uh, right up atop the Eastern Conference, just not with much uh, room to spare. They're at 32 and 18. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow night uh, for the post game after the Toronto Raptors. Again, thank you to Tony Schwartz. You can follow him at Tony Schwartz NBA, uh, Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305. I am Greg Sylvander. Find me there um, at Greg Sylvander. And um, that's it. And let's go heat because uh, Ethan never closes podcast with let's go heat. So I'm just going to throw the fan on him and say that. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.